Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Seeking Different. So today we are welcoming a guest family to the show. And this family is super special because the kids are two of my donor siblings. So welcome to Leah and her children, Ari and Asher. So I'm Leah. I'm one of the prior lease moms. They call me mama. I'm Ari, the daughter of one of the amazing moms in this family. And I am Asher, um, another daughter, one of the moms in this amazing family. Yay. Okay. So what's the, what's the other, what's the other mom called? Is your mama and then. And Rachel is mom or mommy. Yeah. Not mommy so much Never anymore. Never not mommy. Oh, mommy's not. Okay. Mommy's not a cool label. Got it. <laughs> I think we've outgrown the mommy label. Yeah. yeah. I still call my mom mommy. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> I call mommy mama. Yeah. I feel like I have several names. It just, it kind of goes. I don't know. I'm usually mama though. Yeah. But like when I'm yelling, I'm sometimes saying mommy. <laughs> uh, yes. Mommy is the, uh, I guess, more formal title. <laughs> when they're annoyed and they're trying to get one of us and not the other, they'll go to first names. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Stella, go ahead with your first question. Our first questions are for the kids. How would you describe your family? I guess I would describe them as fun, kind, and definitely silly. Our family, uh, whenever I'm with my family, I always laugh. They're, they have a lot of fun interests and sparks in them. I would describe my family unique and sometimes odd. Odd. Oh, that's a good, that's a good word. I feel like Stella would probably describe us as odd, too. <laughs> I would describe us as like different like kind of like odd but like but like not like a crazy odd like just like a different odd so now I'm curious what what makes what makes your family odd I don't know entirely um so next question when did you find out you had a donor and how do you feel about Okay, so this is a hard question because I figured out when I was really little that I don't even remember, but I'm sure I usually get confused when I hear things, so I asked a lot of questions like, what, why, when, how is that possible? I usually do that to things, but I was so little that I don't even remember most of it. Asher? Um, me too. We This like, conversation we had like a very long time ago. So it's hard for me to really remember. Me either. I feel like I had a, like, I feel like mommy told me that I had a donor when I couldn't even talk. Yeah, I don't think you were verbal yet when I first told you. I think it was like my way of practicing. I was like, all right, (laughs) talk about donors now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got a book called What Makes a Baby, right? Yeah. And it talks about all the different ways that you can have a family and make a baby. So that helped start the conversation. Yeah. Just got very confused about it. And has anyone ever asked you whether you had a dad or where is your dad? And if anybody asked that, how would you respond? 
Okay. So I've had a lot of people say, oh, do your mom and dad want to hang, you know, have a sleepover or something? Like, I've had weird questions asking, where's your dad? Why does your dad never pick you up? And I say, I don't have a dad. And most of my friends go, oh, are you just one parent? That's so sad. And I'm like, no, I have two moms. And then they just get very confused about it. The same, like, I say I don't have a dad. And they'll think, like, I did have a dad, but he died. Which I think is awkward for the conversation. And I don't really like to keep talking about it with them. I'm just like, oh, I was born with two moms and walk away. So interestingly, so Stella and I had this conversation about the awkwardness of it, because weren't you saying that like when people ask you that question, it's like it turns into a super awkward conversation? Yeah, like sometimes people are like, maybe you can practice this with your dad. Like if we're playing basketball, then they're like, maybe you can practice basketball with your dad. And I'm like, but I don't have one. And they're like, oh, that's weird. Why don't you have one? And it just starts going on and on and on. And like. It just feels really, really, really weird. I think it gets really awkward because people, we, so Stella learned the word pry today. She's like, what does pry mean? And I'm like, you know, when somebody just like gets all into your business and then just keeps going. And I think the thing that makes it super awkward isn't necessarily, well, first of all, it sounds like a lot of people project, like you all said, like, oh, that's sad. It's like, why is that sad? That's not sad. It's just the way my family is, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is awkward. I think something that gets really awkward is on Father's Day. We usually do Father's Day at our school and then they just make crafts. And then um, our teachers usually go, um, oh, you can just color on some paper or something. And then um, some kids in my class go, why aren't aren't you making a craft? Are you homeless or something like that? Homeless? Homeless. (laughs) So now having no dad equates to being homeless? Holy cow. And I'm... Go ahead. Father's Day, I'm usually making one for my grandpa because, like, he's kind of like a dad, except like he's mommy's dad. So, like, he's some kind of dad. Yeah. But some of your teachers have been cool. (laughs) So, the cops usually say, I love my daddy, or, oh, daddy's the number one daddy, or something like that. So, number one, like, best best dad in the world. Number one dad, something. Yeah. So they are very cool about the crown. So sometimes we could feel left out during that because we don't really have anything to mostly do. But I am glad that I don't have a dad. Why? I love moms. I love you. Stella went through, at first she said she wanted a dad. And then I think when she realized that, like, I was dating, she was like, oh, no. Like, I I don't actually want you to get married. (laughs) Because I think it evolved into the whole like, wait, because if you do, then I'm going to have to share my attention with someone else that I may may not like. So things got a little bit more complicated. Okay. What is the coolest thing about your family? Okay. I could go on and on and on about cool things about my family. But one of them is they are very unique. Each of my family members have something very special about them. They are all different. Like me and Asher are twins, but we are so different from each other. And my moms, they sometimes have their personalities, but they're always something special about each one of them. Kind of like me and my sister. Well, we're not really twins, 
but like we are total opposites like she likes salmon i hate salmon she <laughs> likes tuna i hate tuna she likes yellow i hate yellow and it just keep and yeah. i feel like i could just keep on going on and on about like what's opposite about me and my sister i think the difference the main difference between you and isa is that estella is a people pleaser and mm-hmm. isa does not give an f <laughs> Like, she will just be Issa, right? And really, like, Issa is in a category of her own. Issa is, like, she's an Issa. And there's just, yeah, very, very, very unique and does not fit inside any boxes. Yeah, like, and if I get mad at her, she's like, she's like, She doesn't care. She's like, well, I don't care. I did this. It happened. We're done. All right. So now I am going to have some questions for the mama on the call, I'm, but don't go anywhere, kids. <laughs> All right. So how did you go about choosing a donor? So, you know, we started our donor search, a, you know, a while before we were actually ready to, um, to have kids. And part of it is, you know, I'm biracial and I wanted, and my wife is white. And I, you know, we were living in Colorado. So it was really important to us that we, you know, that our kids reflect the diversity of of our families and backgrounds and, you know, what our family looks like. And so finding donors of color was really hard. You know, there's just not a lot out there. And I feel like one night we just kind of stumbled upon our donor number and he just seemed like he fit the bill pretty well, you know, like in terms of like, you know, my background, education, you know, interests, it just seemed like a good fit. And so we're like, kind of looked at each other across the room, like, are we doing this? I guess we're doing this. Let's do this. And so, you know, that, that is, that is, that is the donor we picked. And luckily we did, because we got two pretty cool kids out of it. Awesome. I think the donor's also pretty awesome. So I'm biracial black as well, which is part of the reason I chose the donor, because I wanted the donor to, well, I wanted the reflect my family. So for me, like race and identity is super important. So I love to hear that that was also a factor into your decision as well, because I think it's important for parents, which is why it's so tragic that it's so hard to find donors of color, because, you know, that's, that's what part of what makes a family like, you know, sharing in that experience of like where you're from and what you're, even if you're not like genetically related, you're still like, you know, you still have that experience of identity, which to me was super important. Um, I have a question for you. What? Has anyone asked you like if you're white or black? Oh yes. I feel like we could talk about this. (laughs) That's another episode. So another really interesting experience I've had with choosing a donor is, and and I talked to a lot of like moms about this too, is like people uh, will make the assumption that just because they choose a donor of a certain race, their kids are going to identify a certain way, which is hard because, you know, your kids will have a different experience with the world than you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so yes, being biracial black, sometimes it's hard to navigate because there will be people who make lots of assumptions about what your identity is. But that leads me to a question for the kids, actually, because Stella and I have been talking a lot about this. As nine-year-olds, have you all experienced yet racism or conversations around race in the classroom, like on the playground or whatnot? Um, never before. No, actually, no. I mean, 
once in second grade, we have this thing called reading groups and we still do in third grade. And my reading group teacher was um, this teacher named Mrs. Patner and she would, um, she was the best. She was also biracial and she- I thought Ms. Kepner was Jewish. Mm-hmm, she was Jewish. Oh, okay. And she would read all these books about race and color. And I really loved her as my teacher. So yes. And I have experienced racism too. Because... Well, that doesn't sound like racism. That just sounded like a teacher who was woke. I like that. <laughs> No, I think I, what Stella's talking about is just like people making really ridiculous comments. Yeah, like once someone, they would, well, once one of my friends, they were comparing the colors and like they compared me to purple and they compared themselves to peach. And I was like, wait, I'm not purple. It was Who is purple. No people are purple. I was like, what if, where's this kid getting at? Right. Brown is not purple. Right. <laughs> As a mom of singletons, <laughs> I am always in awe of moms who have twins. <laughs> Tell me what that was like at the very beginning, like when they were both babies. We'll be right back after a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Well, at the very beginning, you know, they were they were born a little early. So the first six weeks was just, you know, going to the hospital, holding them, trying to get them to eat so they could go home. Um, After you talk, I need to talk. There's so much that you don't know about how I felt during that time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that time? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I, if I remember the first time that you holded me in your arms that I can remember when I was a baby. Okay. Um the the hard part is you have to do twice as much of everything at the same time but the cool part was you know for Rachel and I we both were hands-on 24-7 no one kind of got an out or got a break and so we've met other non-gestational parents who you know felt insecure had a hard time figuring out what their role was in those early baby days um but because there were two of them we both just had to be on so we got accelerated bonding, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, there was, there was a, there was no, no rest period for either of us. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. The coolest thing about having twins, I'd say one is once you're done with something, you're done. So, you know, sleep training, done, potty training, done. Um, so we get the benefit so of having. That's another question. Like, did they potty train at the same time or was it like a phased thing? Like how long it's did the personal question? <laughs> That's personal. I'm a stranger here in this podcast and here and when I don't have to identify which one. I'm just saying that like (laughs) they both followed a pretty similar trajectory. I'll say that. 
They both, both followed a very similar trajectory. So Lisa, a long time. Oh, look at you putting your sister's stuff out there. She's <laughs> like, I'll tell you. <laughs> she peed all over the floor. Yeah, that happens. Train was actually like the one of the hardest things I found of mommying. I'm sure that there will be more, like the older they get, but I hated it. It was like pee everywhere. And like as soon as you think you're almost done, there's like accidents mm-hmm. and the clothes you have to bring with you. Yeah, that is nice that we don't have to do that anymore. Okay. Now my experience when I was a baby. Okay. Okay. One thing only. Asher was the whole reason why we came early. I blame her. Okay. <laughs> I loved just We're, we don't need to point fingers about who's wait. Who's, so did, did Asher come first? Asher's water broke first. Uh so water broke and then we they couldn't stop labor and they, you know, Rachel's sister looked over me at one point, she's like. I think these babies are coming today. And I was like, you better shut your mouth. That is not, it's not time. But, <laughs> and then they did. And then they did. But yeah, so now we have two, two scores. came first, right? Did so you- Asher was born first. Okay. And Asher's one minute older than Ari. What? It's not that special. She tells everyone, I'm one minute older than you. I was trying to get any I mean, that's still, that's still, that's still one point of bragging. Yes. That you really and officially she is one minute older than I mean that's a that's a that's a gold star she gets for life, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I just came out for some food. I wanted to say <laughs> Stella's like I just I just came for the meals. <laughs> <laughs> I just came out for some cupcakes. I mean both my kids were evicted. So uh yeah, I I I hated being pregnant. So when they, when they arrived, I was like, so ready. So I, but I can only imagine the stress with having them come too early because then it's like, oh my gosh, now we have to make sure that they're okay on the outside. Yeah. Paul and I were joking around one day and we were like, how would we describe ourselves as if we were describing our favorite drink? So basically to tell the audience, you know, like what we like to drink, but then also like how that sort of works into your own identity as well. Let me tell them what I chose. I chose a Shirley Temple because it's kind of my favorite drink. And mommy chose coffee. Yes. Oh. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> One yours. Okay. Mine is root beer. One, because I like it. And two, because I have so many parts and roots in me. Kindness, happiness, sadness, and they all come to make one drink. Ooh, that is a, such a thoughtful answer. I love that. Cool. You? Um, well, Asher. I would say water. <laughs> Why water? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just, I feel like you're water. It's an essential part of life. You're not, you're not basic at all. Like water. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not all water is basic. Water reminds me of the balloon man at the gas station. That's why I chose water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's Asher's thing. Um, I'm not going to say coffee. I was surprised. I was going to go with old fashioned because they look intimidating, but they're pretty sweet on the inside. I love it. Old fashions. I would describe my sister as milk because 
She loves milk. I don't know. Not, not anymore. I don't know. Issa had a, a milk addiction at one point. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And it was like too old to have a milk addiction. So like <laughs> not when she was still like, you know, under a year and drinking, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah like, she just... But like, she kept on going on and on about wanting milk and we had to, and we were like bribing her and we were like, if you don't drink milk tonight, then tomorrow we get ice cream. If you do, no ice cream. And she just kept on throwing bits. It was really bad. Did it work? Uh, I think she eventually grew out of it, but it took a really long time. And yeah. it's weird because she doesn't drink it anymore, really. Hmm. Uh, now she's on to her orange juice. That's her thing now. Well, she's kind of still into milk. Like she really likes milk still, and she drinks it out of her cereal bowl. Mmm awesome okay so I have one more question for the kids uh in your class is there any other family that is a non-traditional family like not just mom and dad yes in my class we have a um student named Tisa and she has two moms like we do and you also have someone who just has a mom right isn't that kind of weird how your sister is named Issa, and then there's a kid in our class. It's a popular name. Oh, and, yeah, there's this kid in our class named Terpy, who is like you guys and only has one mom. Yeah, well, in my class, there's no one who has a non-traditional family. Like, everyone in my school, well, I feel like everyone, and like everyone in the fourth grade, even in the two classes, have a mom and then a dad. Her school is also strangely obsessed with dads like huh. they're always having events to like encourage dads to come to the school and so my theory is that it's because there's a lot of dads in families that are not taking up the slack of parenting and so yeah. they're trying to encourage them to come in by doing so but Stella was like why are they so obsessed with dads lots of dads and donuts <laughs> dads and donuts we just had one on Friday and uh my brother-in-law went because he was the chosen one I was a little my feelings about it but Issa told me that it was not my day it was for dudes so <laughs> I did not go that was one of the reasons we picked your school though is because they have, they're pretty diverse and have really good policies but also oh, you're about my class oh sorry yes <laughs> I never got a turn sorry okay so in my classroom there's one kid, but it's kind of complicated because there's a bunch of kids in our school that just have to, to um, divorce parents then have two moms. But I don't really have anyone else like that in my class. Unless like they're just divorced. Some stepmoms and stepdads. Yeah. But... Yeah. So Stella and I have talked about that too, because I was saying that that's also a non-traditional family structure. And for the longest time, I was saying uh with she doesn't have any friends in her class but she has friends outside of school whose parents are divorced and so I was explaining like how a lot of times the kid will have to go with like one parent one week and then the other parent another week and so even though that person has a mom and a dad also a non-traditional family structure because they could end up with two moms and two dads or they could end up with a stepmom or stepdad or a step she knew one but person who parents got divorced and then dad got remarried to another man. So the step, so the, so the, well, the wait, girl ended up with two wait, step wait, dads. Wait, 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 let me explain <laughs> it. Let me explain <laughs> it. First, first she had, 
So first she had a mom and the dad, and then she broke up, and then she just had a dad, and then the dad remarried to it to another dad. So. Okay, and we're not sure what happened to mom because she didn't talk about mom. But yeah, she just she talked. Up, she took. She ended she, up she with just, two dads. <laughs> she just talked about dad, like she just talked about mom like one time like like she had mom and dad break up like I will say though like studies have shown that two moms are actually the healthiest family and I get it because moms do the work (laughs) and to have two moms you just have like two of the goodness what if what about the dad like the dads 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 go to work I'm not saying that dads aren't great I'm just saying that like studies have shown even though traditional families will have you believe that everyone needs a mom and a dad studies have shown that that's actually not true that's true this is why I don't want a dad (laughs) ever divorce with mom and don't you ever even think about he's like you better never marry a dude because (laughs) even think about marrying a dude because if you do then i i I don't have any plans to divorce mom but i also imagine if anything were to happen i would not be marrying a a dude yep yep good keep that in your head and sure (laughs) when you do think about that i will own it in your oh pinky promise you She's having a pre-intervention. I know. In case you go through some midlife crisis or something and she has to pull you back to sanity. Yeah, well, like, I'm good. why do you date men? I thought that you didn't want dad anymore. Uh, no, like, just be, look, even if I ever got married, which is a big, like, probably not. But like, why would That person would still not be your dad. <laughs> like, yes, it would. No, no, that's not how it works. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It thank was you so great. much for inviting us. Thanks. This is fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.